So here it is, Bar Fitness Cast Three. intro. This is it. What are you saying? Introducing Chris Walker Hebborn. Yeah, and Matt Cook. And uh, we're here with the little intro to give you a taster of what to expect from Bar Fitness Cast over 2020. So I think Chris, it'd be great to give people an idea of why this whole podcast came about and the purpose of promoting the fitness scene in Bath. Well, I think initially it all just came down from when we first met. There was just, obviously there was a connection that we both, you know, we both had the same vibe for fitness, you know, from obviously two different aspects, but, you know, you joined F45, which was my place of work the best part of a year ago. Um, and it just escalated really, really quickly. Um, started hanging out. We had a few ideas and it just, every time we got together, it just seemed to roll. We talked for hours and hours on different tangents and it all seemed to stem around the one thing that we both had passion for, which was fitness. Um, and obviously in the space of a year, gyms and businesses have popped up left, right and center. And it was just a way of, bringing that all together and creating a platform. You know, there were, there were other people who've done other things that have brought the community together and they've been really successful. And then it was, how do we add to that? How do we, how do we bring more to this on, on, a, on another level? Yeah. And this was just, this is what we came to. And the idea behind creating a platform to allow trainers, business owners, um, sports, personalities, sports stars, um, Olympians, whatever it is to share their story on certain topics throughout the year was what was a great way that we could potentially give back to a community that does or provides a lot for two people like ourselves. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when we started to come up with the ideas for episodes, it was clear that there are so many great stories to tell and share. And, and that for me has been one of the best parts of this year, I think, getting to know the trainers, the business owners, the uh, even the academics in the city, yeah, yeah. right? That that are um, really passionate about this topic. And when we sat down and started to write a list of the type of episodes we'd want to kind of put out there that we just thought would be quite cool for people to listen to, I was really surprised how quickly they came, yeah. right? And so, <clears throat> as you said, we've got PTs lined up, we've got business owners, we've got academics, there's uh, some, uh, you know, retired um, sports individuals that have, have gone through that transition of yeah, elite yeah. to, um, to yeah, to the real world, <laughs> as it were, yeah, yeah. which, you know, you're obviously going through right now over yeah. the last year. And um, again, I think the stories are great to hear, they're great to listen to, but also probably more importantly, for a lot of people that are going to be listening to this, hopefully are the people that want to in some way improve themselves in the fitness space. Let's not get into kind of, you know, um, uh, body transformation, all that kind of stuff. This is just a case of people train to feel better about themselves, yeah. feel a bit better, maybe eat that extra donut if they want, <laughs> yeah. whatever it may be. And, uh, and I think that when I've sat down and spoken to you and a number of the other uh, PT professionals, there's been... A common thread within those individuals which is that um that kind of inner determination and drive and i think if you could as a as a sort of an amateur fitness enthusiast 
to pull on some of those habits that you guys and girls have in the industry I've definitely applied those I think to my thinking this year and uh I think it's probably been one of my most sort of productive years in terms of fitness where I've actually felt like I've yeah. made some gains right yeah it would most definitely and it's not you know, we developed a relationship where I got to learn a lot about your story and your background. And then in turn, obviously you learn a lot about me that I wouldn't necessarily talk about because it's just not something you talk about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or it's not, it's just not a topic that would come up in my place of work or something like that. Mm. So the ripple effect of that is you look at Bath is such a tight knit community. Everyone's got their own story. And from what we've heard and the little um, digging in insights that we've had from people that we've approached already mm. is just fascinating. And then to provide an entity to share that with the rest of Bath just seems like a no brainer, really. Yeah, it's great. And and I um, have, have been, I guess, through the work that I've done in the past, been a, a big fan of the kind of psychological positive mindset um, brands you know attention to detail yeah. there's all these things which I think I see traits of in the people that we've met through yeah. you know, some of the recordings of the podcast so far and I think it's gonna be great to share those insights with people that are just looking for that little edge to help them improve and make 2020 a better year than they did in 19 yeah, you know exactly. on a fitness front and um, and as you rightly say there's been some friends of ours in the industry who we're going to get on the show to, to promote their their kind of their brand their business their ideas but when we've seen those different um businesses come together it's been it's been a great community yeah. kind of spirit to it you know yeah. there was the bath games earlier in the year which exactly. went down really well and uh, and and again i think the more people know about them the better because more people will turn up and it will just kind of fuel the industry but that's the thing isn't it it's like touching on that competition but at the same time as you bring everyone together you realize that everyone's got their own path but like the key the key point and value of everything that's being done is everyone's same point of call it's fitness everyone that's there at the bath games or part of this part of that or part of this gym and that gym is because you all love the same thing for whatever reason so it's just such a cool little community to be a part of in such a vibrant city yeah so. i agree so i think what people can look forward to is some very cool stories mm. meeting some personalities maybe yeah. find a trainer <laughs> uh that the the you know, you listen to and you instantly connect with or yeah, you definitely. like the style or you like maybe there's certain goals that you have in life and those you'll hear one of the trainers on the show who you think you you really could work with. Yeah. And, you know, that's the point, right? We want to promote their credentials. Just cre yeah, but it's creating a first step as well, isn't it? It's like for some people that first step into your fitness journey is is a daunting step, you know, whether it's joining a new gym or it's you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and asking someone to be your personal trainer or whatever it might be, if we can help you take that first step or provide the gym or the trainer or whatever it is for you to be like, oh, do you know what? I really liked that guy or girl. Um, I'm going to reach out. Then for us, that's, that's job done, isn't it? It's like, you know, like I said, no hidden agenda. It's just, we want you guys to be as passionate about fitness as we are.
So Chris, when we're talking about passion for fitness, clearly one of the appealing things I think about this show for a lot of people will be to hear about your career, mm -hmm. uh, what you've done from, I guess, the age of a child as swimming as a hobby and then that escalated into a pretty significant career. Some people know about that. Not everyone I know is is aware of your kind of <laughs> credentials. So good opportunity to kind of share a little bit about your yeah, background. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously this is something that you and I are going to delve into a lot more, I think, over the coming episodes, the coming months, you know, throughout 2020. But yeah, maybe a little insight into my professional career that I have only recently retired from. Obviously, my background was swimming. Um, I've, I've done it since I can remember, you know, it was always supposed to be a life skill, you know, my younger brother and sister could both swim. It was, you know, if you fall in, can you swim to safety, etc. But just found a love for water. And again, like everything seems to happen in my life, escalates really quickly. And that went from, you know, learn to swim to a hobby, you know, to a, a serious passion to, you know, a full-time job and career um, without me even realizing it, I suppose. Um, and that took me on some crazy, crazy journeys. Uh, I've competed at every international uh, level there is from, you know, British, European, Commonwealth, world, um, and was also lucky enough to go to two Olympic games one of which being London 2012, which again, at some point we will delve into into greater detail, but was it wasn't a great result for me, but in terms of just sheer atmosphere being part of a home games, which I don't think you can ever really comprehend, but it was incredible, um, you know, to have that many people back in GB, you know, in a town that, or home, home city that I grew up in is, was pretty incredible. Yeah. I remember working in London at the time. Honestly. And uh, the atmosphere was crazy. You had all the, all the <laughs> yeah. sports people walking around. You had all the delegates. In the Stratford. <laughs> yeah, in exactly. Stratford. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, and we still use the, um, the aquatic center for competitions or domestic competitions throughout the year. And you go back now and to see the positive impact that an Olympic right. games can have on a derelict borough of London at the mm. time is incredible. You know, then you've got places like Rio where it's all fallen apart and they had all these prospects and plans for things to be done after the games where nothing's been done. And it's just now part of the poverty stricken part of well, Rio. <clears throat> the legacy, the legacy plan is a big part of the Olympics. Massive. Right? I mean, cause there's a huge amount of money chucked into it to start with, but the legacy plan itself is how do you then, I mean, the BBC quote is inspire a generation, right? Or, exactly. or whatever. So how do you then ensure that that, that plan comes to life? And I guess when you do go to East London, you go to Stratford, mm -hmm. the mall itself. Exactly. You know, you've got the velodrome. Even if you just look at like house properties and stuff that, when I remember going there when it was all just rubble and then like going back now and it's, it's like prime real estate now it's expensive to live there. And this is Stratford. Like if anyone knows Stratford, like it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the sexiest place in the world, but like anyway, you know, that was, you know, without yeah. driving off into the sunset, it was a, it was a fantastic career and it's taken me to some incredible countries. Uh, I've met some incredible, incredible people and, it's not necessarily something I look back on and talk about a lot, but I suppose I've done some incredible things that maybe one day I will have more 
more more pride in it, I suppose, you know, when I tell my kids or, mm. you know, I don't really talk about it much, which a lot of people are starting to realize. So this is also a nice opportunity for me to explain to the city and industry that I work in that this is this is where I've come from. And it's not it's not been easy to go from who and what I was to trying to establish myself in a um, already uh, well-established and rife city mm. for fitness and personal trainers, you know, to try and cement myself in this industry and, and, and be proud of what I do. Yeah, I guess you're building a brand, right? You've, I know to. you've got aspirations to build <laughs> yeah. your, your, your business into the future. And again, that, that stuff I'm sure that will come. But when you sort of make that transition from, you know, elite level athlete to again kind of the normal working world that a lot of us are, yeah. a lot of us that are listening to probably to this podcast will be will be more used to um that i know has been a transition for you and we've talked a lot about that and and i think there's a lot of people that will benefit from hearing also other people we, we we've got some um you know ex-professional sports people that are going to come on and talk yeah. about their transition back into the real world you know we've talked a lot about how short one's career is yeah yeah that is sometimes forgotten and the the other thing that fascinates me is you do the, the swim clinics yeah which is which i think is a you know a great cause um and being able to share your experience and wisdom to you know young people that have got aspirations in the sporting world but we often talk about how do you put an old head on young shoulders yeah i mean i know i know from the industry that a lot of swimmers fall into that you know shit what do i do now or oh, swim clinics for me that wasn't the case it's it is obviously a business it is a little side earner but at the same time for me it's I wasn't the perfect athlete. I didn't have the perfect run. I was arrogant. I caused a lot of problems. I knew better than everyone else, better than my coaches. And for me, like you said, you can't necessarily put, there's only so much I can say, but like, if I can, I don't go in being like, yeah, you know, if you chase your dreams, you'll achieve them. Mm. It's just like, look, I made a lot of mistakes, but I was given the opportunity to rectify them. And then just reiterating that it, you, if you work, if you do it all right now, it's a lot easier than trying to change everything when you're like 24, 25. Right, of course, and correct. you don't you don't necessarily get the length and chances of opportunity that I did. Um, you know, with Scott last scholarship to Australia to redo A levels when I failed all my GCSEs. You know, not everyone gets that opportunity. So make it count first because you might again, you might not get a second chance. So that's why I enjoy it. You know, just passing on I wouldn't necessarily call it wisdom, just like learning curves yeah, that not I learned that hopefully I can go look if you, if you continued like I see I see the kids in the pool that are causing drama and I'm like oh yeah they're like me I was like and they're like oh you know little Timmy he's always causing the fuss I'm like yeah but don't worry he'll turn out fine <laughs> but yeah just making sure that I can pass on some of what I learned it doesn't you know it's not gonna work for anyone but if I can if one kid boy or girl can take away from it and and it'll have a positive impact then like with this podcast for me job done you know um but all things aside, that is enough talking about me. <laughs> Why don't we tell us a little bit about, you know, you, Matt, and, and what brought you to where we are now and, you know, where you sort of started from? Yeah, so um, very different background to yourself. Worked in retail for pretty much all my life and fell into it, as a lot of people do, um, but was lucky enough to meet and work with some truly exceptional individuals. People were 
that were at the top of their game. Stop it. In what they did. <laughs> and, uh, and so just learned a lot, I guess, throughout my career. Yeah. And have always sort of, I guess, taken the learnings that I had through my career and tried to impart that on the teams that I've been lucky enough to, you know, lead, manage, whatever phrase you like to use. Um, and and I guess it really just comes down to mentorship. And again, that's relevant, I think, into the, the fitness industry where, you know, if you get a PT, you're kind of being mentored, right? Yeah. Um, but I think what's been interesting for our dynamic is, you know, I've been able to maybe give you some insights into things that you probably haven't ever had exposure to yeah. and vice versa for me, just the insight into industries that, that people have all kind of, dip into in one way or another whether it's you know turning on the tv and watching a sporting event on a weekend or as we've talked about the olympics being yeah. you know the most amazing show on earth <laughs> those kind of things um we all see the facade but what i'm really interested in are the mechanics behind yeah. it you know, what makes it work you know i know people that worked on the operational side of the london olympics and if you speak to them they'll say you know it was tough behind <laughs> yeah. the scenes there was a million things that didn't go right yeah, but there was a million and one things that went brilliantly well yeah. and the media worked and everything kind of rem in the memory now you look back to the opening ceremony to the closing ceremony yeah mad everyone's passionate and uh, sorry proud about what the olympics became so uh, for me um you know i'm an operator I, I really love the um as i said earlier things like branding and attention to detail and you know, i'm a fan of architecture and art and yeah. But the thing that I've always had is kind of sport um, in terms of playing it loads at school, as most kids do, I think. Um, but then when I started to work, you start to build your career, you find less time for that. And so um, I've always had uh, gym memberships, never really worked for me. Yeah. I've run many miles. I've cycled up mountains. Um, those are things I'm passionate about. And I guess as you get a bit older, you kind of appreciate sort of, you know, getting outside and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, yeah. I think that what this podcast is going to do is we're going to meet entrepreneurs. We're going to meet the business owners. Um, uh, that is a, a, a huge passion point for mine, uh, of mine. And then there's the, um, the uh, promotion of these startup businesses, these yeah. independent scenes. And I've just been so impressed by the people I meet and uh, they're just really engaging conversations. So I think people are really going to enjoy hearing, you know, hopefully a bit of our insight on, on the topics, but mainly hearing from the guests that, uh, that have been on the journey themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I even sat here listening, even though I know, even though I know your background, it's still interesting. I'm sat here just like, I'm going to keep talking. No, it is good. And you know, Hopefully you guys can see that our backgrounds are dramatically different, but at the same time, hopefully you're beginning to see the passion that we have is exactly the same. So you can see where our lives sort of intertwine and how this project has, has sort of come to fruition. There it is, a little insight into what we're looking to achieve with the Bar Fitness Car Show. And we are super excited about bringing you the guests that we've got lined up for the early new year. Yeah, definitely, guys. We've got some exciting things coming. You'll be able to find us on Instagram, podcast platforms. So the usual, you know, like, subscribe. This is new to us, so we want to get that listener base up. So make sure you share it where you can, send it to a few friends. And if there's someone that's important to you or integral to your fitness journey and you think they'd be great for the show, just reach out to us, send us an email, get them to get in touch and we'd love to have them on the show. So we look forward to seeing you guys soon. <laughs>